talk about this so much, and that is Muhammad Ali once said, the things you do for others is the rent you pay on this earth. And I and I keep that near and dear to me. And I and I and I share that with others. In the industry that like to look mm-hmm. down at you after rising up and they like to pull you up. And that's what I got from my mentor. Yeah. Um Harrison, he didn't have to work with me. The guy the guy had a he 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 used to have a a, a light a, a lightweight boxing champion. And mm-hmm. he grew up with Ali Murphy, but he saw something in me uh worthwhile to work with me and I and I will for eternally uh be um in debt because I always maintain uh, when you meet people make it the most um, um, wonderful experience that they could ever ever have because they'll never forget yeah. and when you hear that phrase the show must go on mm-hmm. uh, it a lot because you can be going through something um, like like for instance like this what I, what I share with you about my about my daughter when I didn't want to do comedy anymore my daughter reinvigorated me mm-hmm. you know and she he relit me you know and um, and then I also got uh, I also got wonderful um, advice from people like uh DJ Wiz from Kid and Play, who told me, "Don't worry about the fakes and frauds in this business. Keep moving forward." And DJ uh, Evil D, who told me, "Hey, um, stay real, because there's people behind us that they'll they like they're they're scheming, and there are people behind them thinking of scheming, and there are people behind them dreaming of scheming. But stay real, and you'll be all right." And then last, and then last but not least, my mentor told me, "If you ever feel down, feeling depressed about what you're doing in this industry, he said, stop for a moment, be still, and remember." why you started everything in the first place and remember the first thing you did and why you started it and look back at everything that you've done and come back in the now and that should make you reinvigorate yourself everyone you are listening to create your ears studying podcast i am ajay dambe and today we have the guest on the show who you just listened in the story which is called as nyc crime story and uh hello and welcome to the show shavin Hey, what's going on, AJ? How's everything? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, how how are things going on in New York? Oh, things are good. You know, the weather's a little crazy. One minute it's cold, then it's a little nice, and you know, mm. just you know, a little snow here, then it's bright and sunny. I was just we're going through some crazy weather. I'm just I'm just me personally. I'm a winter baby. I'm born in the winter. Oh. I, I, love, I love spring and summertime. I, I love spring and summertime. Okay, okay. How was it, Christmas? Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. It's quiet. I'm not. I'm not really like you know. Not a Christmas man. Yeah, not really. Not not too heavily because you know everybody's like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into that. Like, listen, let me get. Let me okay. think about it here mm. and let. It's like so folks. So many folks are just like, this is what I want, and I'm just like, no, no. Let me let me choose what I'm going to get for you. Let me put some thought and heart into mm. what I want to get for you. Don't tell me, okay. oh, that's what I want. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. <laughs> you know? God, you're happy to hear your perspective. You know, I am a big Christmas fan and a Christmas time fan. I've di- I did like in last month we did a collaboration with two three of artists uh, for Christmas stories, especially Christmas is big event for me. Just wanted to hear your opinion. Okay, so you're not a big fan. I got it. No, if not an well, issue. I used to be. Uh, yeah. I, know what it was. I used to be when I was little until I found out that Santa yeah. wasn't real. Right? I, 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 no, I no, 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 <laughs> I fell asleep. And then I saw my mother and father standing by the tree. Like, I live in I live in the projects, and he, there's no chimney here. He's like, oh, he's gonna come through the window. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys are gonna walk in. I'm like, come on, man, what are you guys telling me alive for? Uh, he's saying you're working hard and you're getting new stuff. That's it. You yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was like, it's it's kind of uh, when when you produce audio stories, and we are audience mostly from uh, where, where Christmas is very famous. We make sure that this becomes a very big part of their life also. So that was the whole intent. Uh, okay, uh, okay. So here we go with the first question that I have for you. Can you tell us about your journey of becoming an entertainer and how you 
got started in this industry? Basically, you're starting the phase and what kicked you, uh, what punched you and okay, I got to do this and I have it in me. Uh, that particular phase and how you got started, like particular that journey, I'd like to know. Well, there, there's multiple roads I took um, and, they, and they all lead to one area and that is just believing in yourself. Um, when I was a young child, you know, I was growing up seeing Richard Pryor in, you know, on movies, uh, Red Red Fox on television, mm-hmm. and then, you know, seeing all the, you know, the Three Stooges, Evan and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, the Marx Brothers, you know, Lucy, you know, so, you know, um, Honeymooners growing up. So mm-hmm. uh, there was one time my mother, um, my mother um, got a note from my teacher because I was like a parrot. I was like a little parrot listening to these <laughs> things like, Certainly, like from Curly for the Three Stooges, and you know, you 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 big I me mean, from uh, right. Oh, oh. So I'm like about I'm like about I think I was like about maybe like four or five years old. My the teacher told my mother, "Hey, I want him to learn these lines, and I want him to talk like Tony the Tiger from the cereal." And my lines were, um, "When you brush your teeth three times a day, keep your teeth looking great." And that that was my wow. my big thing. So yeah, so that was a start. And then one day, my mother when it, when it comes to hip hop, that was the acting part. My mother was my first acting coach she showed me how to put my personality mm-hmm. into what i'm doing on stage and then the other thing was one day she was like you know doing my grandmother's hair and she was like sherwin sherwin come here and i'm like what i'm like she, come here come here so she's like all excited and like what's wrong i said yes mommy and she's like listen to the song and i hear i'm rough and tough and all that stuff i make you dance and brassy up and bump there's just no way that you get enough of me you'll miss the big stuff so i'm like heavy <laughs> Okay, and so I'm looking at this. I'm getting excited. And she's like, "Um, he remade that song, but the original song. I used to sing that to you when you were a little baby because you were fat." Oh, <laughs> so so I got I got I got interested in hip hop yeah. because of my mother. Mm. And oh, um, and then my cousin Hayden, he 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 was he was a, he was a lyricist too. He would rhyme and sort yeah. of practice with him. So I got yeah, an interest exactly. in acting. I got an interest in hip hop. Mm. And then when I was about um. So, so Maybe was that era where hip hop uh, was at its peak, or was going to boom up at its peak? It like just, it, was I, just, it was just like it was, it was, it was rising. It was rising. It was rising. Yeah, yeah. So many people were involved, and it was a vibe going on all around. I guess that was the thing. Yeah, because you know, right now, um, it's it's the you know, uh, it's the anniversary, and August is going to be fifty years. Yeah, it's like DJ Cool Herc started it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's you know, um, here in New York, his his rendition, but we all know that hip hop has been around. A little bit longer, but the way DJ Cool Herc did his is fifty years here yeah. uh, in in America and then worldwide. Yeah. But yeah. um, but basically from there, um, when I was about um, maybe like uh, maybe eight, my mother we moved to Springfield, Massachusetts, and I did another play where I'm where I'm playing an Indian, uh, um, for the for the play Pocahontas, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then from there we we moved back to New York, and then I and I my cousin David. He gives me a, a comedy cassette of Eddie Murphy's Delirious. So mm. I'm a little eleven year old kid listening to this, and I'm like, "Goony goo goo," and um, <laughs> you know, you know, I'm halfway downloading now. Just like, like, yeah, oh, yeah, oh. yeah. He's like, you know, she's a Bigfoot Gus and all that, you know, you know, all that good stuff. So yes, all the good material. So I'm a little kid in, in digesting this stuff, mm. and mm. and then um, as time went by, you know, I got into um, I was you know rhyming, and I and I met with these uh. Uh, like about a couple of guys, one of one of the guys in my high school, Glenn, he introduced me to this gentleman named Doug, and Doug had a partner named Gus, and Gus happened to be um, uh, related to um, Wycliffe from the Fugees, so he had an interest in music as well, 
And then there was another gentleman named Gary. So we got all together and, um, you know, we were always talking about music, but I was always recording and we had some other guys that were doing, you know, hip hop. And I think the guys were working with poets and singers. So um, then from there, um, we turned around and um, one day I was freestyling on Hot 97 and Gus heard it. He said, hey, you know what? We want you in the group. So we started the group, you know, it was called TBC. And um, then we got to do a, um, a concert for uh, KTU before they were really into uh, playing hip hop or R&B. And uh, we had a good time doing that. And we got in because of a, a, a DJ by the name of uh, DJ Spinbad who worked with DJ Jazzy Jeff. He got us in to uh, perform everything. So right. we, had a, we, had a, we had a great time doing that. So uh, when we had bad management, you know, I left the group, you know, got out of the group. And by chance, uh, somebody dared me to do stand-up comedy. Uh, mm. And I was like, I don't, I, I was like, what do I do? I happened to, I used to be a teacher and then they had, I had late, I was got, like, I laid off. And then uh, a former uh, girlfriend of mine said, hey, why don't you come do security work? And the same building where Caroline's on Broadway was, right now it just recently closed down, but Caroline's on Broadway was downstairs from the building where I was the security supervisor. So I took comedy classes. I was like, oh. But when I first heard, I was like, I got to take comedy classes. I said, like, what if what if I'm not funny and I fail my class? <laughs> do I have to do it all? It's like, I got an F for not being funny. So, yeah. so, I, you know, so I went ahead and did it. And um, when I was done, I was like, I was a little lost. I was like, what do I do from here? I, I, and I got I got uh, good reviews. Mm -hmm. um, and if anybody wants to see um, some of me doing stand-up comedy, they can go to my new monetized um, YouTube, which is youtube.com slash, uh, no, excuse me, yeah, youtube.com slash at S-H-E-R-W-I-N-X-L and they can see it. There's a bunch of things about um, just all Sherwin XL. You can check it out. Uh, so within that time, I was like, okay, what do I do? So I was like, ha. Ah. So I see the comedian some more and I asked her, I said, some more, what do you think I should do um, from here? Like now that I've, you know, I've done some comedy, done like a couple of shows, I'm pretty good at it. And I surprised myself the first time I did it. So I said, what do you think I should do? She said, well, most comedians go into acting. So she told me to go see this gentleman named Angelo Ellerby. Mm -hmm. And he was a gentleman who, who teaches etiquette to hip hop artists. And he was working with DMX at the time. So he took a look at my um, performance and he said, oh, you have great presence. You're funny. You're, you, you're, 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 you know, you have a lot of presence. Uh, you're easy on the eyes for the ladies. You're strong enough to handle the guys. So he said, you know, uh, I would suggest you go to a acting, acting school. So I went to East Barrett School of Acting. And, and then I got bored and then I was like, okay, I did that. Now what? So I did the one thing that everybody is either excited to do or terrified to do. And that is, I decided to go to the, um, Apollo theater and hmm. I auditioned and I made it and okay. I had a good time. I had a good time. And, um, there was a, um, a gentleman in the audience who was, a, um, talent scout gave me his card, told me to call him. Then he gave me a young lady's, um, name. Uh, that lived out in Reno, uh, Nevada, and, and you know, shout out to her. Her name's uh, Patricia Brown, and she was telling me that uh, she had a client who is doing a hip hop boot camp, and um, that her client basically wants to uh, do clean hip hop, like clean music, great clean music, like how uh, Motown did, and you know, you know, clean, clean. Her client, she said, "Well, Africa Bambata, um, Melly Mel, and Curtis Blow, and Wanda D, who was the very first uh, hip hop lady DJ, and a, and a new young lady who right now she's a singer. Her name's Nicole Marie VP, and um, and I was like, well, who's your uh, who's your uh, client?' He said, "Well, before I tell you, 
basically, do you know anybody that's kind of like VH1 or MTV? And I said, well, yeah, I have a friend who has a company called um, uh, Rock Me TV, which later on, you know, um, Nicole Marie VP was with them. And uh, we they connected. And then she told me that um, her client was Michael Jackson's phone. So yeah. I was like, so I'm like, this lady's lying. <laughs> Michael Jackson, daddy, you don't know him. I'm, get out of here. So I'm lying. Lady. Yeah. So I show up anyway. I get mm-hmm. there and he and he was really there. I you know I have a picture with him and everything. If you look in my um in my uh in my uh Facebook, you know I have a picture with him, which is you know classic, you know. So while I was there, um, there were some people that wanted to perform, but we but they already had pre a pre show um people already they already pre picked them. So I was a pre show host and announcer. So I I went to Papa Joe. I said, Papa Joe, listen, there are a lot of people here that wanted to perform. Listen, I can do a real quick open mic and have everybody do one song so you can like, you know, pick out who you want and who you think would be good for the next set. And he was like, oh, go ahead. Thanks, boy. That's, that's a good idea. Go ahead. <laughs> so we did it. And somebody saw what I did and he said, listen, I saw what you did. I was real selfless of you. And I, you know what? Uh, here, give this guy a call. And I'm, I'm looking at the name and I'm like, I was like, okay. So I called the gentleman and the gentleman's name was Harris Haith. And uh, he he was the author of the book growing up laughing with eddie murphy he was uh cousins with eddie and charlie and we started working together and we did a um the first thing that we did was pop pop dirty foots which was a a, a comedy web series and we mm-hmm. took it to the hamptons we took it to the hamptons international um uh fest- film festival and we yeah. won and uh awesome. went to trump went to trump plaza nbc was there and uh and 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 crazily 11 years ago the same woman who gave us that yeah. the, the award actually was for Harris, but I was along with it. Um, we later on I find out I get called to um be I got personally um called in to be a host, one of the hosts for the Her Royal Majesty Angelique Monet of yeah. uh Oni Osa, Nigeria. So I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's like, wow, comedy <laughs> can get you places. And I was like, well, this is this is this is crazy, and it was a high honor uh, yeah, to do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. There's many things going on, brother. <laughs> yeah. So now you've been in industry for over twenty years. You know, how was uh, the entertainment landscape changed during that time, and how have you adapted to those changes? Like over the years. Well, over the years, um, basically, we know that uh, right now uh, you don't have to wait for anybody to help. The, the internet, you know, they've kind of like switched turntables where you don't have to say, "Hey, pick me." I can, I can, I, I'm talented. You can yeah, go around and that's um, work for yourself and, um, you know, partner with people. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a big difference. It's a big difference now where you would almost be like begging, please pick me. I'm talented. You know, they're, they're good, but I'm, I'm better. <laughs> so, but now these days you can show that you're, um, yeah. you're good. You're or, an opportunity. Or, or to build to be better. That's it. So collaboration is the one thing that has changed over the years. Like you yes. can collaborate. Yeah. Uh, now here's another question, which is I'm I was really excited to know more on this. Some of the notable events and performances you've been part of, such as hosting Joe Jackson's Hip Hop Boot Camp and performing at President Obama's campaign headquarters. So this is I'm really excited about. Go ahead on that. Yeah. Um. A young lady wanted me to. They they needed stand up comedy at uh, President Obama's. Um. He wasn't there. I wish he was. But it was a big thing. Like News Twelve was there, and they wanted they wanted someone there, um, to lighten up everything because you know politics is you know 
blah, 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 and blah, 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 and I promised yeah. this, and I promised that. <laughs> well, yeah. we didn't make that promise, but maybe next time, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, I went there, I went there, had a good time, made the people, you know, made the people laugh, and everything was good. And then with, like I was just telling you, the, um, Joe Jackson's Hip Hop Boot Camp, um, it was it was, a, it was an amazing thing for me, because, you know, I never met Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson, but just meeting their dad, who is the one that was, was basically responsible for, you know, giving them their work ethic, you know, regardless yeah. of all the, yeah. regardless of all the controversy, um, they they wanted me to sign a, a non disclosure agreement, thinking that I was good, because I'm a comedian. They're thinking that I was going to be insultive to them, and I'm like, no, I grew up on you. I grew up on the Jackson Five. I'm not. I have nothing bad. Unless you do me something wrong, then you got a problem with me. But other than that, I love the I love the family, and I didn't have to. I didn't have to worry about signing a non disclosure agreement at all because I showed love. Yeah, got you, got you. Uh... So uh, this has been your experience over the years. So now uh, you work in three different industries, which is like TV, film, and stand-up comedy, which are now uh, we can see as three different industries. I don't know how it was when you were doing, because I guess you're just finding out work or how you took up it. Uh, but I just, I'm just curious on this thought, like how do you approach different mediums and what do you enjoy the most about each one in this whole thing, TV, film, and stand-up comedy, all these three? Well, I think... Uh, most likely i you know filming is wonderful you know being on television with you right now it's almost like being on tv this is a wonderful experience because mm-hmm. you're in india i'm in new york yeah. nine yeah. turns out of ten we maybe would have never met each other in life but i'm yes. but i'm privileged to meet you yeah. so yeah. you know um things like this warms my heart to be able to do it and then like you know movies if somebody has a great script and i have a great character i can bring in or even if like even before i did anything like uh before i got to talk on on yeah. films like it was a it was a movie called the Starks Coalition that won four awards at the uh, Atlantic City Cinefest Film Festival that Harris Haith wow. Productions did. Congratulations! And, uh, for that. Thank you. And um, Harris Haith wrote it and it was it, it won Best Director, Best Actor, Best Film, and Best Actress. Um, and it did very well. And um, just the creative process of seeing, um, knowing that someone ri- ri- has written something down, and then we take that magic from the papers and put it on the screen, and we and we you know, assimilate it. That's, that's a wonderful thing to see. But for me, I would say definitely, I love a live show. I love a live, I'm live, sorry, I'm live, show. live show. Yeah. Yes. I think that, 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 I think that's the, my most favorite thing being live, um, in front of an audience, uh, yeah. sometimes doing something that I've never done before and, you know, get just gambling with it <laughs> to see if it works or yeah. doing something that I know that works. Um, and just, you know, or doing crowd work, which is right off the top of my head, like, you know, free, you know, funny freestyling, like off the top mm. of my head, like I'm talking to people. And so I think stand up comedy, I, I would say that's um, just like this. It's almost like um, when you run and you're freestyling off the top of your head. It's it's a it's a, it's a wonderful talent to have. Um, yeah. And just doing the live and live audiences. It's, it's a wonderful experience. So I would pick stand up comedy, stand up comedy on the dog. Always got you. Uh, so now you've been do oh, yeah. oh yes, oh yes, and and um and just live this live performance because I because I rhyme too live live shows that's, that's major from like like in live shows it is stand up comedy and hip hop both things like for hip-hop, you hip hop reggae yeah. soca Afro beat mm. name it rock and I've I've been around I've been around all over the place any live performance with music and stand up comedy yeah gotcha gotcha thank you thank you so much for sharing with us uh, now uh, I jump on the question which. Which is like you've been in this industry from twenty years. Every year something special happens and something special uh is on board in coming years. So in this whole twenty years, can you share 
few of your special moments, memories uh, till now in your career? Well, uh, of like course. Three, four, not, not a lot of them. Like very special well, to you. Yeah, well, very special. Well, the first, the very first thing that was very special to me is becoming a father. That is, that is like at the top. That's that's the that's the Mount Everest. That's that's Mount Olympus to me, being a father mm-hmm. and having my only daughter on this earth. Uh, love being a dad, and you know, I love seeing her her growth and you know in everything that she's doing. Um, and, and she was in the mix of watching me perform. Sometimes she would come with me wow to, to see me perform uh, or go to an audition, and she would watch me. And I remember one time. Um, just not to be a downer, but like her mom got into a bad car accident years ago and she was, you know, she was in a coma for a while and she became a paraplegic with extended brain damage. And I started, I didn't really do any more comedy for a while because her, because she was there with me the very first time I did stand up comedy. So, you know, it's, it's, it was like a connection. So I didn't want to go on stage anymore. My daughter kind of like re-influenced me. She's like, daddy, she, she you no, know, you're like about three, four years old. She's like, daddy, you're not doing the comedies anymore. And I was like, it's comedy, sweetheart. And she's like, well, you're not doing the comedy anymore. I was like, no, sweetheart. She's like, why not? You're funny. Why don't you do it? So, so she kind of like reinvigorated me, you know? Uh, yeah. And, so, um, uh, and then from there, I would say, um, you know, like I said, being on stage, mm. um, with, you know, with music and especially, I love hosting. I love hosting yeah. because, Hosting, you can do so much. You can, you can, you can be funny. You can be serious. You can be political if you want. Which was your uh, favorite hosting uh, one? Like, especially special memory. If you if well, we count that, it's a, it's a tie. It's a tie between um, becoming um, a father. No, well, well, no, no, that's the first one. Personal, that's personal wise. But okay. When it comes down professional wise, I yeah. had this. There's three. There's three areas. Um, when I was hosting for Harris Hay. He had mm-hmm. a thing called Gospel Dawn, where he was giving out free Bibles um, uh, and just praying for people. And then there was, you know, Joe Jackson's Hip Hop Boot Camp. And just recently, um, you know, being asked to host for the Queen. And, um, you know, I had I had such a good time doing that. And during COVID, um, which I, I got through that one, I'm sorry. During COVID, I worked with this young lady named um, Lori Francois. And we did a thing called Music Scenes and Fun. And we had all types of artists and even authors come out. So... Those those things were like the most you know touching to me when it comes down to performances. Got you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, those particular moments. I love the one that you told. Uh, how's how's your wife's health now? Is it is it good? No, she's she's actually passed on. She's actually passed on. Yeah. I really sorry. Really yeah, sorry. She was she was like she was she was in that uh, position for like because we had divorced. And okay. we were with the American two years. And you know, in this industry, they're like, you know, girls are like, Oh, you're cheating on me. No, you're not. Oh, it's like, yeah. you know, so it's like, no, I'm not doing anything wrong. It's like, what time do I have to cheat? I go I come home, I you know, and it, you know where I am. You, you call me, it's like I don't have any time. Like, what are you talking about? So okay. she wanted to get back. You know, she wanted to get back, but it, you know, it didn't happen. But um she mm-hmm. just passed away like two years ago, uh, in November. So but um, you know, the thing about it is I'm I'm just happy that I got to meet her because if I didn't meet her, I would have my daughter. So our love is growing through my my you know, my 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 little queen that's right. I think so. Gotcha. She's twenty one this this May. May thirty twenty one. Twenty one. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Got so got it, got it. uh now uh we jump on the movie that you're coming up with. The documentary yeah. what we can call. Yes, 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 um, yes. Masters of yeah. Ceremony. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The Long Island Masters of Ceremony, the Underground Innovators. Yeah, which is uh, in commemoration for the 50 years of hip hop. Um, I was contacted by uh, New York One News. Uh, mm. I got uh, text 
by, by, by a person that was working with them. And then I spoke to Archie Snowden, who's the gentleman who was filming it. And I'm, you know, I'm like, I've been saying, and I'll always will say I'm more, I'm so overly honored to be part of this because basically this has DJ Cool Herc, um, Geechee Dan, who made mixtapes, Eric Sermon's in it, DMC from Run DMC is in it. And also this is the la one of the last things that um, the legendary hip hop artist, um, Biz Marquee, uh, was in. And, um, and I'm in it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really, yeah, really happy to be a part of it, you know, because, um, it's going to be out. It's gonna, I don't know the date just yet, but it's going, it's going to be airing on Amazon prime sometime this year in commemoration yeah. for the 50 years of hip hop. 50 years of hip hop. Uh, you've, you're making a film and you're part of it. Maybe basically. Yeah, but yeah, I'm part of the film and it was, it was it. yeah, it was started. It was start. I'm featured in it. I, it was started uh, by Biz Markey and um, Archie Snowden, and mm -hmm. Archie finished Archie finished it off. And um, basically, I, I got I got like three folks in it last minute, and that was Sons of Berserk, who has worked with. Um, they've opened up for Public Enemy, a young lady by the name of MC Glamorous, mm -hmm. uh, who was um, who was in a group uh, a group from um, from years years ago with the Juice Crew, one of the first um, artists on the Juice Crew, lady artists. And then a gentleman um, who he actually used to bodyguard Tupac, and he was oh. also a bodyguard for Public Enemy, uh, Sensei uh, Aaron Allen, which he used to go by Butch Cassidy. And I had no idea this guy was uh, Chuck D's very first um, partner before Flavor Flav. So I had to bring him in. So we just wrapped up uh, in December of 2022, and I'm looking forward to um, you know seeing everything and everybody included, not, not just myself, but, but just oh. everybody. Yeah, everybody that's included on this, you know, it'd be yeah. nice to see me. You know, it'd be nice to see me talking. Just like I'm happy to be here with you. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I'm just like I'm so. So, so I guess uh, I guess this is coming on Amazon uh, Prime US when uh, what we see Zone Amazon Prime US where you can catch the movie. It's coming. Uh, what what's the date? Have you finalized the date? I have no idea. No, not yet. I'm waiting for it's not as it. soon as uh, Archie knows. I will make sure. I'll, yeah, I'll let you. you know. You inform me, but uh, the trailer uh, of this uh, film uh, is uploaded before, and the video is on Spotify, so you can catch this. Actually, whole interview is a Spotify video interview, so you're going to catch the trailer the moment we start the interview. So it was from that movie, and uh, can you share some insights, some stories uh, from the film? What are we going to expect and watch? Um, basically, you're gonna you're gonna listen to a lot of the gentlemen who were from this part of Long Island, um, mm -hmm. where a lot of the a lot of the hip hop artists they've never said that they were from Long Island. They just said they were New Yorkers. Because mm -hmm. most of the time it was always the Ford boroughs that were, you know, the big bosses. But if you were from Long Island, it, ah, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever, you're Long Island. <laughs> but uh, as you as you can see, you know, we had EPMD, we had uh leaders of the new school from out here, we had uh, you know, public enemy and um it's it's like you have you have um Rock Him. So it's like EPMD, all these guys. So they are now, you know, letting you know, yeah, we're from New York, but we're specifically from this place in Long Island. And yeah. they're sharing they're sharing their stories um, with everyone who may not have, you know, known about them or heard about them or they have heard about them. But, hey, you guys haven't had your accolades or gotten your roses while you're still here. Let's talk about it. So, um, like I said, I'm just very, very overjoyed to be part of uh, this uh, wonderful documentary that uh, Archie Snowden uh, has put together that started with with his Marquee and he, he so I'm just happy to be a part of it to be featured in it. Okay, gotcha. 
So uh, here's a very important question for you. How do you hope, sure. how do you hope this film will impact the way people view and understand the history of hip-hop music? Um, definitely one. Um, the gentlemen who have not, there's some gentlemen who have not gotten the, oh, good job, thank you. You know, appreciation. <laughs> some, guys, some guys and some ladies who haven't gotten that and they deserve it. Because um, like mm. me, like I said, I brought some people in. You just, you know, in this industry, unsung stories. Industry. What we can say, unsung stories, unsung heroes. Yes, exactly. People, because like you know, there was a, there was an old guy in a, in, a, in a wheelchair. He started telling us who he was and what he did, and I was like, "What?" Mm. And, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so happy that we started talking to this guy because if we didn't, if we didn't come out in a certain park, he wouldn't be able to share a story." So I'm happy. I'm looking forward to like telling these guys when I, because like. When it's getting ready to be done, I told the guys I'll come look for them, or I'll go into the, the the Roosevelt Public Library and let them know. Because I because I just recently did um I just worked with some of the Wild and Out um crew at the Roosevelt Library, which was really fun. But um the main thing about hip hop is this: just like any other music genre, any classic music genre, a lot of these artists need to look back to the past to be more powerful in the present, and. Um, that's what that's what's a lot a lot of a lot of that is missing and um there would be wonderful for you know for them to see that and understand that um you know the hip-hop is with the trap music has has a hybrid not and they have the, the trill music or the drill music and it's it's I, you know i try to get with it but i'm like uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know some, yeah, some of it's cool some of it's cool because my, my daughter was letting me listen to some of it i'm like yeah, okay, I can get with this guy. Or I can get with this lady stuff. I was like, okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, some of them, all right, you know. But when it comes down, when it comes down to uh, the whole genre itself, it's all about looking back and, um, you know, hey, enjoy what they did, and you know, fashion yourself maybe after one of them, and just bring, you know, take like I think Michael Jackson said it best. He said, "Look at look at the legends, learn from them, and put yeah. your twist on. Don't mm-hmm. don't steal too much. Don't steal yeah, too much. Yeah, that's it." Like like Michael Jackson, he, he took he took some stuff from what Fred Astaire, and a little bit from um, um Sammy. Yeah, Jr. what works for you, what James works for you, just grab that. Yeah, he took a little bit from James Brown, you know. Um, so it's like you know from tap dances from from yesteryear. So it's like okay, and then 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 what he did, and he also was watching the break dancers, you know, of of the moment. So he yeah. mixed that all together. And that's why he he you know he, he'll go down in history as like a great entertainer because it's like you were just seeing him doing dancing moves, and he was a great singer and. He brought songs from the heart out. So, you know, if you if somebody takes the time to sit down and build themselves uh, as a good artist, it'll happen. You know, and they'll and, they'll have, and hopefully they'll have longevity and not yeah. just be a flavor of the month. You know. Yeah, that's it. Go for a very long time, very long period, like legacy, uh, and that will work in the longevity. Uh, so uh, now, please tell us uh, where people can catch you on social media. What's the best way to connect with you? Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, anything. Which is the medium that you are available and by what name? Yeah, if anybody wants to reach me um, direct, it would be Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, or if you or or if you don't mind calling overseas, you can call me at three four seven seven nine two nine four seven five. I'm open to talk to any and everybody. That's how I met my friend AJ right here. <laughs> so, so 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 hold on hold on hold on. I'm going to tell the story. Too. So I was looking uh, to get more guests. That I that's what I do on regular basis. So there's a new chat thing happening on New York's actor group, where they open a community where we can connect with people. I 
made sure that they have very cool and context about what's going to happen. So made explainer and then just post it. And I was like not sure because I thought like it's 12 a.m. in the night and was who's going to respond because it's 10 a.m. for me. And that's my office time and I just got a notification from Facebook like, okay, I can do it. I can approach actors from these groups. That's where I posted a message and that's where you got in. And now you can tell the story. Yeah, and I was like, hey, I was like, oh, you do this? And I was like, and, I was like, and you were talking about, it. it's so funny because so many people have told me to do like voiceovers and stuff because I can do- You should. You know, yeah, I, I can do the um, Randy- You started Macho with that impersonations of small characters and had, as a four-year-old. You know, you have it in you. Yeah. That's what is needed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, got my, I was a little kid, you know, <laughs> talking about, talking about, like, talking about, and, you know, yeah. suffering from the passion and all that other stuff. But <laughs> one thing, the one person's voice who I loved doing growing up was um, the wrestler, Randy Macho Man Savage. And mm-hmm. I do his voice, I do his voice so well. I did it in front of him when he was alive. And I actually had one of his, his, his only brother, um, Lanny Poffo. He gave me a compliment as well. You know, yeah. so, um, Doing it, doing the voice is like I love doing his voice. As even as a kid, I, I used to hear him say, "Ooh, yeah, snap it to a slim jim," you know. So, <laughs> so, got it, got it. Yeah, so, so yeah, so, um, so many people was telling me like, you know, and if just to somebody like Robin Williams, he was he he he's another person I, I used to love listening to because he was so wild with it. So yeah, so I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely thinking about doing it, yeah, especially especially with what I did with you. Yeah, you know, I did it so quick. Yes, I did. The, I did the fast one, then I did the slow one for you, and I had a ball doing it. Yeah. How do you approach creating comedic material, and what are some of the things that you draw inspiration from? Um, uh, basically, I draw inspiration from truth. Um, and um, I can say I got it from Richard Pryor and Jonathan Winters. Uh, I remember Richard Pryor saying that um, you know, when you're on stage. There, you know, there are no rules. Comedy has no rules uh, that I read in his book, Convictions. He said, there are, are no rules, so you do what you want on stage. And um, and then Jonathan Winters was like, you know, if you sit down somewhere and you see people going by, you can see the world. And if you can see the world, I figure you can see funny things and funny people and, and, and funny situations in the world. So, and then, you know, I usually use, I talk about relationships. I talk about, you know, uh, I haven't yet, but I, I'm saving it for my um a comedy special that I want to do for myself, but I want to talk about my childhood and the funny things that I did, the crazy situations I got myself into, um, you know, crazy dates, you know, just <laughs> anything that's universal, anything that's universal that we all know about, like losing my virginity, how I lost it, where I lost it, um, you know, um, getting caught by my mother with a girl in the house, you know, <laughs> things like that. Um, yeah, I just, I just draw upon, you know, situations, you know, real life situations and, and just, uh, crazy things that really have happened uh in my life mm. that's, that's that's the basics that's the basics of it and um and if i if i see something ridiculous i'm going to talk about it yeah, yeah. in the world that's it okay so my video is probably not working at this moment but here's a very important question for you uh what is the worst part of the industry that you really hate what is the part of the industry that you really hate? you don't even have to you don't even have to finish that question i hate selfishness gotcha. selfishness it it, it it turns my stomach aj it turns my stomach um people who may have knowledge to help others and they want to harbor knowledge or they don't want to and you know that and jealousy which i think is ridiculous um you know i remember tupac saying you know i met tupac and biggie years and years ago i'm so mad i never took a picture with him but 
Uh, Tupac mm-hmm. always said that um, there is enough room for all of us in this industry as artists. There's enough room for everybody. Yeah. Because even when you're on stage, somebody else has to watch you. When you're off stage, you have to yeah. watch someone. You know? So that's all. That's all. I don't like selfishness. If you can help someone, um, you know, help them. You know, what's, what's the big deal? I, I, I talk about this so much, and that is Muhammad Ali once said, the things you do for others is the rent you pay on this earth. And I, and I keep that near and dear to me. And I, and I, and I share that with others and I'm glad I got to share it here with you and your audience. Yeah. Uh, and one thing, uh, which is the best thing about industry that you love about one thing, you know, meeting, meeting new hopeful people, hmm. uh, right. people that are just people that are just starting and, or people that are in the industry that like to look hmm. down as you're rising up and they like to pull you up. And that's what I got from my mentor. Yeah. Um, Harrison, he didn't have to work with me. The guy, the guy had a he 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 used to have a a, a light a, have a lightweight boxing champion, and yeah. he grew up with Charlie Murphy. But he saw something in me uh, worthwhile to work with me, and I and I will for eternally uh, be um, in debt because I, I I got awards working yeah. with him. But you know, before working with him, during working with him, and after. But the thing about it is, it's like um, he picked it's, you. It's, 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 like... Wonder, it's, it's it's a wonderful thing to help others because you know i got to work with the mentor of my mentor and wow. his name was bill his name was bill McCrary. Cool. yeah he was a two-time emmy award-winning um anchorman and and news icon and i got to work i got to work with harris harris was very stern and always told me hey you know one thing i want to share with you that he said he said to me always maintain um when you meet people make it the most um um wonderful experience that they could ever ever have because yeah. they'll never forget yeah. And that's, that's, that's how I've always been. He told me, don't ever change that about myself. And, you know, and I, and I keep that. And then Bill McCreary, his, his mentor, he, you know, he would always tell people, I'm here to help. How can I help you? Yeah. And you know, being with those two men, when you hear the, when I hear the phrase standing on the shoulders of giants, it means a lot to me now because of those two gentlemen. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, uh, you have you have experience of 20 years you have worked with top one person people you've seen them you've got a chance to work with them over the years like uh i'm talking about top one person who are successful over the years it's not like who popped up and gone popped up worked five years then gone was still consistent and you got a chance to work with them and you're still working with them you will be working with them what's the one quality that you like you are a true observer you know in this comedy part you observe a lot of things that's what your basic nature is. So what's the one big quality that you observe, which is very common in all those top one person people? Hmm. Determination, ambition, staying, staying inspired, even when you're going through a rough time. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen, uh, as I know, uh, when you hear that phrase, the show must go on, mm-hmm. uh, it really, lot because you could be going through something um like like for instance like this what i what i share with you about my about my daughter when i didn't want to do comedy anymore my daughter reinvigorated me mm-hmm. you know and she he relit me you know and um and then i also got uh i also got wonderful um advice from people like uh dj wiz from kid and play who told me don't worry about the fakes and frauds in this business keep moving forward mm-hmm. and uh dj evil d who told me hey um stay real because there's people behind us that they'll they like they're they're scheming and the people behind them thinking of scheming and there are people behind them dreaming of scheming but stay real and you'll be all right 
And then last, and then last but not least, my mentor told me, if you ever feel down, feeling depressed about what you're doing in this industry, he said, stop for a moment, be still, and remember why you started everything in the first place and remember the first thing you did and why you started it and look back at everything that you've done and come back in the now. And that should make you reinvigorate yourself and, yeah. and start it. Yeah. So anybody that wants to do anything, um, I say, and, and from Sherwin Excel, I would say this, your voice is very necessary. If there's anything you want to do, politics, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a singer, you want to be an actress, any anything you want to do, step up to the plate and don't let anybody stop you. Not even yourself. Have a, have a, have a, 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 a very strong and divine belief in yourself and don't stop. And always remember this. You don't have to wait for anybody to give you anything. These days, you can sit down and get your own camera and make your own production. You don't have to worry about anybody doing anything for you. Look at what AJ is doing right here. He's doing his own show. Yeah. He's walking in there to do anything. He's he's being independent. So if anything, if if you want to be a podcast um operator, you want to have, you want to have your show, he would be an inspiration to you. Mm. Look at AJ. Look what AJ is doing. You know. I, I'm I'm honored to be on the show. I'm honored to be, you know, talking same, to same, a, same, a here, same here. You know, I'm happy same. to be talking to a brother from India. So and I hope we stay in touch and I and I, and, and one thing, I'm gonna be definitely sending people your way. <laughs> good, good. I'd I'd love to interview them and have them as a storyteller on the show. Uh this was the thing that I was looking for. Because uh, you know, uh when when time passes by with years and years of working regularly, you miss the emotion that or you miss the hook that you had on the first project or the first time, you know, that was very strong. But with time, we become very professional and with time, we become very uh, like one, two, three, four, the steps that we follow in the work. And we miss that, okay, that was the hope, that was the wildness that we had. And sometimes that is the case that we form. The formation is also necessary. But that hope that we had, that wildness that we had in the initial phase, you know, go all in and do all that. We kind of miss that and that may be the case that we lose the hope in coming time. Yeah. Well, you know that what, emotion. Yeah, let me sh let me share this with you, which a lot of people don't believe me. But you know, doing stand up comedy and, and and all of this, when I was growing up, I was very very shy. I say I'm new. I was nuclear holocaust, intergalactically shy. If somebody would have told me, "Hey, you're going to be doing this and this and that," I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm, no, I'm not that." <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, that's what I'm saying. Anybody, if if anybody's listening to this show with mm. with AJ and myself here, if you're shy. Understand this, you can overcome that. And I want you to do one thing, and that is grow into your greatness. Mm. Grow into your greatness. Don't be afraid. Step up and share share what you have in your heart, your soul, and your mind. Because um, I know that people like Muhammad Ali are uh, very inspirational for me growing up. And um, I'm sure someone who's inspirational to you is out there saying, when you begin to talk, you will yeah. be inspirational to someone. So keep that keep that delightful domino effect going. You know, it has to be a domino effect of delight, and it's like you, you know, everybody. It's almost like a candle lighting a candle. Oh, you know, yeah. passing on the wave, passing on the what we say relays kind of thing. This pass on the baton. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was the thing. It was really, really amazing. Uh, to all the listeners, I just want to know this interview was not going to happen the day we are going to do it. It was very hectic for me, early morning, rushing to office. No one is in the office. No one was, was in the office. I was the first one who got into the door, opened the laptop, and then the laptop is working. <laughs> and 
Shavin was like, oh man, what's what, what's happening? Was, hold on, hold on, I'm there, I'm there, hold on. But I was like, that's not my thing. I'm up to date, I'm on time, I'm doing things right on yeah. schedule. That is my I thing. And at that point, you ever seen one this about me? I know yeah. things happen, and I'm yeah. not I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be this guy like, well, you're gonna give me uh, my time. I'm gonna have to go to sleep. I believe yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. So, so, so that, 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 I was like, oh, this is, but, but we had time. So I thought we yes. could do it next week. And then something happened. I came up, I left the meeting space, then I came up, and suddenly the Zoom started working. And I thought, okay, if he's up, I can just push on the message. If he's yes, then we can go yes. on with it. And it worked. So this was the behind the story of the interview. And I hope you all enjoyed the interview. I was sure with. Shervin Excel. His movie is coming up on Amazon Prime, uh, US specifically. Uh, it's coming up. All the links, his social media, his YouTube, everything will be mentioned in the description. Showing it on LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter, yeah, yeah. Instagram, Facebook. Reach out to me um, if you want to talk to me. Um, if you want to have me in your podcast, like I'm being honored right now yeah. with my brother AJ. I'm so honored to be on here. Thank you, brother. I had a wonderful time on this show, man. Same here, same here. Thank you for being on the show. I'd love to do more stories with you in coming time also. So I'll be pitching you something and let me know according to your schedules and we do something kind of this uh, in coming time also. So the story, I hope you enjoyed the New York story to all the listeners I'm seeing. Uh, the story that you did and after that this interview is coming so I hope you enjoy the New York crime story uh, it's I guess three minutes story it was it I was all doing yeah yeah it was a very short story uh, but I hope you all enjoyed thank you for listening stay tuned stay safe good night good morning good afternoon when you are listening thank you so much this is Ajay Tambay signing off thank you <laughs>